And welcome to the Fitness Oracle. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Kat Thibault from Sacred by Nature. She is a passionista of personal freedom. Very early on, she moved to the big mountains of the U.S. to ski. She then moved to Mexico to learn to surf. For the longest time, she found freedom in pushing her limits. And through all of these adventures, she found that she needed something within. So she became an energy healer. Kat? Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, John. Thank you for inviting me. So how was your trip up to uh, Cohensville? Oh, <laughs> you're well aware. Oh, my God, that was so fun. Um, I actually um, helped a friend. Uh, we pulled some 28,000 uh, head of garlic. Uh, garlic. It's crazy. I'm so sore. Uh, but it was like a community uh, day, you know, where everybody's helping. So I had lot, lots of fun, beer and hot dogs after. <laughs> That's always a good day. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy it. But now I, I feel a little sore, <laughs> a little, a bit here and there. <laughs> I'll just give it some time. It'll go away eventually. <laughs> yeah. So uh, can you explain to me what a passionista is? Oh, a passionista. Well, it's a fun word to just say you're passionate about something. You know, so it's like a girl being very passionate about something. Um, well, not just a girl. I guess it's, um, we use this word for men and women. And it's when you're very, very, very passionate about something. And I mean, that's the case uh, <laughs> with me about a bunch of things. <laughs> um, yeah. What's, what's the full question? <laughs> well, the full, okay. Because you said that you're, you're, you're a passionista for personal freedom. So could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes, for sure. Oh, my God. I, I remember being in university. I was, uh, I was not, I mean, barely 20. And um, I remember I, you know, I was studying for business, but I, I remember asking, <laughs> I had this thing where, um, I remember asking, like, we had this project where, we had every week an entrepreneur coming and we had to ask a bunch of questions. And that was 15 entrepreneur for 15 weeks. And I remember always asking, okay, well, how do you feel? And do you feel free? And you know, like, do you, can you do what you want? And you know, I always had this thing about like personal freedom and um, what was their like, what was their day like? And I remember being like my best class of all the classes in university is when I had the entrepreneur coming and it was one different one every week. And for me, it changed my life. I had always my three same questions. The teacher was like, oh my God, Kat, will you quit it? And I was like, well, no, this is what I'm passionate about. I want to know how free they are. And I guess it convinced me because at the end, I was not even finished with university. I still had like a big, um, like a 50 page, like tease to, you know, to give bef to, 
to receive my diploma. And I was already in Colorado and I actually, I asked if I could send a video and I was, <laughs> I was hanging from a cliff on like on a, like a climbing harness. And uh, by sunset, it was wonderful. And I was like, hey, hi, I'll do my thesis on personal freedom. And it was crazy. It was so, <laughs> I was very, uh, I was really into it. And the teacher, like, uh, anyway, I passed, you know, I did receive my diploma, but I was already gone. And I started my, um, my, my journey in Colorado uh, in the United States. Nice. So through all your adventures, yeah. you said that you found your freedom in pushing your limits. Can you describe what that felt like to you when you pushed past those limits? Oh, yes, it was fantastic. Um, well, for me, I felt like the minute I had the fear, I knew that was the direction where I was heading. Like, I felt like, okay, I'm afraid of heights, I'm gonna start climbing. And it's like, oh, I'm afraid I will never be able to ski like a, like a, like deep powder or something like that. So for sure, I knew this is where I was gonna go. Like, and pushing the limits was always, uh, there was the factor, the fear factor, definitely. And for me, it was like, okay, if you're afraid, it's just like a sign that, you know, that you have to, um, to explore, you know, why you're afraid. And also by pushing my limits was also like uh, giving a big quantity of effort, you know. And by doing that, it was actually creating this big surge of energy within me. So I would... And also, I mean, obviously it would push like my happy hormones, you know? <laughs> so I felt like Wonder Woman plus by, you know, having this like huge surge of energy, I fell on top of the world. So yeah, I mean, at that time for me, personal freedom meant to feel like invincible, you know? So yeah, I was very hooked to that kind of freedom at the beginning of my life. It's interesting that you said something about fear, that when you felt that you felt afraid to do something, that you kept going. Was that... Yes. Yeah. Was that... Yeah, sorry. Was that something that... Uh, describe that feeling of that feeling of fear. Did it make you feel like you wanted to stop? And what got you to go past that? No, I was very weird about fear at that time. I mean, it's harder with now being older. Uh, the fear is definitely um, a consideration now. I mean, I have to approach it in a different angle. But when I was younger, no, for me, I felt like fear was just a sign that that's the direction I had to take. So if I was afraid, I knew I would go that, that direction. It was just like I was hooked to overcoming my fears. So I start loving myself very much because I feel like even today, I mean, I feel like uh, going over a fear um, gives you a boost of personal love, you know, because every time you do this, you love yourself, you love yourself, you love yourself because you're so proud of yourself, even if it doesn't look like 
sexy at the moment you do it you're doing it you know so you keep like pushing your limits and you just create this like self-appreciation you know and for me i i was very young and i was definitely like uh, experiencing that that's cool um have you ever pushed too far yes (laughs) i uh, hurt myself quite uh, badly (laughs) i was um i was actually two weeks before turning 21 uh, I jumped a cliff on the snowboard and I landed in my in my head and I actually broke my back. So I, at the age 21, I had a cast from my butt all the way to my neck. <laughs> and it's like, I got very lucky. So I, I mean, I'm not necessarily promoting, um, I mean, that's just how I was then. I mean, I grew to to experience freedom in a whole nother way. But at that time, this is how I was. I was obsessed with this, you know? And um, yeah, it was dangerous, actually. It was, um, I didn't mean to be reckless, but that accident happened. And after that, even though I still kept going in the same, Wow, with this, with the same—I mean, the same mind, because I actually broke my back in the east. I was living in in the east coast, and after that, I actually, uh, well, it wasn't—I was. Uh, oh my god, this is complicated. <laughs> I actually had returned from Colorado, um, and I broke my back, but that didn't stop me. Um, I actually moved back to to uh, Colorado and I kept the same mindset but knowing that I had to be careful not to hurt myself and that big accident actually um, shook me um, it took me probably a, another I'd say 13 years where I start pushing again in a reckless way. But for 12, 13 years, I was not reckless. I was pushing my limits, but with always the thought that I had to keep shy, you know, (laughs) for not hurting myself. And really I didn't. Like I started with a big accident, but I actually didn't um, add another one. I never pop an ACL or stuff like that. Like I never like really, no, I was, um, I was more conscious. (laughs) I was more conscious of the, of the possibility of it. Mm -hmm. So what kept you pushing? What was that that thing that pushed you to keep pushing? Like, like any normal, not not to say that you're not normal, but like just anybody else at that point would have said, you know what, I quit. What kept you going? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think it was my emotions. I mean, the truth is I had no idea how to deal with my emotion. I didn't even know how to feel them. So for me, I felt alive uh, by pushing my limits and by doing like outdoors but outdoor sports and being in big nature and 
it was a way to feel alive because now somehow my I was not like uh, it was probably I had um, put a pretty big brick wall over my heart and I, I probably when I was younger and maybe even as a kid so I wouldn't feel so much my emotion and I was not triggered by love or stuff like this like a normal young person so even though I got married and you know I had a boyfriend and stuff like this but through the that kind of activity we were sharing that kind of activity together. So we were like pushing our limits together. Okay. I, un I personally understand what, what, what yeah. that is. I, I've pushed myself to weird places too. So yeah, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was the turning point that got you to become an energy healer? Oh my God, this is a big event. Um, well, so that's what I was saying is that, yeah, for all these life, I mean, the way I was became a lifestyle, you know? So I created a company. I was pushing my limits. I, everything, my whole life was around the ski industry. And um, uh, even like after ski clothing, I was like a designer. And um, so I pushed my limits in the ski. I pushed my limits also... Um, in my business um that was probably like that th those were really amazing years that was fantastic all my 20s were like that and in one point i actually decided to move to bc back in canada and leave united states and um at that time i took a year off from the business and i was like oh, i'm just gonna ski a lot and uh, during that time um that's you know, the 12 year gap that I was telling you. And I start like pushing a little too much, you know, because now I have the business and I just start being a little like uh, skiing avalanche suits. And um, in Canada, there's a it's really beautiful terrain and I would, I would be addicted to the, um, to the back country. And I pretty much skied like uh, more than hundred days, you know, for 10 years at that point. 100 days a year for 10 years at that point but that last year was really really like the top and i actually had some uh, a fantastic um opportunity to ski a glacier with like an avalanche uh, not an avalanche but like a helicopter drop and you know and we would ski barely sleep and would ski even uh, under the full moon and, you know when you push you push you know mm -hmm. so i'm extremely tired and um and I got pregnant. So being extremely tired like this and pregnant uh, was, not <laughs> was not the best uh, mix. And I actually lost the child. And I had some complication. Uh, somehow it created um, some kind of a, I was depleted with my minerals, I think. And at the same time, it was like a funny, um, funny timing there was uh, we it was in the summer and we were surrounded by um forest fire and it was extremely hot like 35 uh, celsius degrees and i was not used to this heat and um anyway uh, my partner had gone had been gone um to work in vancouver and i was alone i was at that time in the kootenays it's a wonderful area. I don't know if you know the Kootenays. And uh, it's in the middle of Canada. And um, 
in the the yeah in the mountains so anyway i went home and i started feeling dizzy and i was like oh uh, i better take a nap and i approached my bed to take a nap and i was actually kind of fixing the sheet and at the time um i actually passed out i didn't even get to lay down i fell in the bed and i passed out so that became a very traumatic event because um I was unconscious for three days and nobody knew that I was there because my partner had been gone and I was like, I had three days off from work. So, and I, I was at that time also renting some rooms. Uh, I had some roommates, uh, but they were all gone in vacation because it was the middle of July. So um, I stayed unconscious for three days. And after three days, I guess I was completely dehydrated because uh, that's what they told me that I had a heat stroke. So when um, when I opened my eyes, it was more like a last breath kind of thing. So I opened my eyes and they were usually we say there was a light at the end of the tunnel. But for me, there was just the light. There was no more tunnel. And actually uh, passed away. <laughs> Craziness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was all. So you said that you didn't see that light at the end of the tunnel. You just saw the light. Yeah, there was no tunnel. The light was like right there. And it felt like um, like a vacuum, you know, it's really it's mes mesmerizing like um it's very fantastic this light is um you're very attracted to it and it's really pulling you and it feels like bliss and there's an energy in it you know so it's fantastic and for me of course i was a bliss chaser you know when you ski powder every day for like 10 years like the way i was you know i was always looking for like the bliss and the i was you know uh, really i was a bliss chaser so when i saw this light i didn't think about anything i mean i did i did kind of look and my hand was in a funny position like this and it felt like i saw this and i was like oh my god so awkward Rah, you know i don't want any of that and boom, i left and in the light you know and i actually exit my body i remember uh, leaving my body wow do you remember your do you remember seeing like like loved ones back there out 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 there? Do you remember? No, just, no. You just what did you feel like? What 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 was it like? Yeah, it was. Oh my god, it was fantastic. It was. Um, it's like I was surrounded by. It's like if there was, like millions of voice and 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 essence of people. It's like if I was back in the in the hole, you know. It's like if I was in a universal consciousness and there was definitely a, uh, there was a guide near me, but I couldn't see a shape or anything, but I, I know there was a presence, but I have no idea who it was. I mean, my feeling was not like um, somebody I knew. So it more, oops. Oh, sorry. So yeah, it, I don't uh, think I don't think of anybody that I know, but the person was like a guide and was explaining to me like, "Look, do you realize like what it's about?" And I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And it's almost like I was like uh, receiving a download of 
understand like a comprehension and if if like, i i would understand the big, i would understand the big picture and i was just like oh my god this is so fantastic and i felt like it was recalibrating me in in like i was kind of getting back at it, me fitting this big universal mass i don't know what it was you know it was kind of it's it's very hard to describe I felt like I was in the universe, you know, <laughs> I felt like I was part of the universe and I would understand the universe. And it was like this, um, this universal wisdom. I remember thinking that and it was, and eventually I start seeing like kind of a golden sparkles and I was like, whoa, 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 what is this? What is this? And, and it would, and I felt being pulled, you know, but pulled back and I transform. I felt like I was the sparkle. Like it, it was really, really funny. And um, so anyway, after a while, I realized that the sparkle was actually me coming back from my my breath, my breathing. So my breath, like I took, it's like I came back in my, it's hard to explain, but it, I feel like I came back from, um, from the air in my nose and the sparkle was actually the oxygen just popping inside my body like the oxygen actually like making like a like a like a spark plug in a car you know but it would just like sparkle poo poo inside me and eventually i started having a little bit more of a consciousness you know and i i felt like something was wet and it was like kind of rough and so that that moment i felt more like i was in my body and i realized that was the, it was a tongue that was licking me like this and it was wet and rough and like this and eventually I opened my eyes and it was my dog licking me that had brought me back in my body that's an amazing story wow <laughs> I'm just yeah. blown away did you Crazy. feel like you wanted to come back or did you want to stay there I definitely didn't want to come back you know it was really, really hard. It took me over 10 years to be comfortable in living, being back, being back. Uh, I, I had changed completely. Like the minute I came back, I actually quit skiing. I was never able to ski again and never was able to push my limits like the way I did. Not the same way, never. Well, in one way, Kat, I'm glad you're back because we're <laughs> going to get into right now what you actually uh have transformed and gotten yourself into so yeah. you talk a lot about there's three things that you can influence positive change and two things to avoid what are they oh my god oh can you can you lead me what did i say <laughs> I said there was three things that you can do and three things that you should avoid. Three things that you can, that you can influence positive change and two things that you should avoid to have negative, negative change in somebody's life. Oh, for the changes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, I, okay. The three things. Um, okay. After, okay. Just to kind of give a, um, a bit of a yeah just to give kind of an intro of where i'm coming where i'm coming with these three you know this my little recipe is that um 
after this dying experience, it was um, it was hard because I became a new person, and um, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. So, oops. yeah. So I was saying that after that um, that near death experience, I became a, a new person. And as much as before, I was always like following my fear and, you know, um, when I came back, I became um, a little more um, stuck behind my fears because um, the new person I became, well, people didn't necessarily like the new person. They preferred the person that I was before. So I start feeling like rejected and I had all kinds of new phenomenon like new um experiences so for me rejection is something that i didn't know before that the the dying so um it created some fear in me that wow maybe it would happen again you know so anyway i start feeling fear and not knowing what to do uh, it was not like the same kind of the 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 same type of fear that i had experienced up until this day so anyway i had to start being very wise and develop like ways to get around and still evolve because um i could go on for years without any changes and it's exactly what happened to me one day i found an old journal and that was saying oh these are my dreams and five years later i had just pretty much put the same dreams on the on a new journal and I was like oh my god for someone that used to be so proactive and always kind of going for my goals and my dreams now I'm definitely stuck you know so that's where it's coming from the reason why I became I created this this recipe it's definitely for myself uh, because I um, as a habit I would always say that I would always fantastic. I was always feeling fantastic. I was very American style where everything is great. Life is wonderful, but I would not always address the truth of, you know, what was going on. So my first step and my first recommendation is to always look at the big picture. So don't just wake up one morning and think that my problem is example, oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Okay maybe you're suffering from that okay that you don't have like a partner or something but before making any change you start looking at the big picture and i always i i you can even find it online but i always use a wheel of life where i take sometimes to really feel like or even maybe listen to the you know the answer from within but I try to get like a kind of a level for each area of my life. And I look at the big picture, like, um, do you know what I mean, John? Like what I mean the, by the will of life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is my first recommendation. Always look at the big picture because sometimes you think that everything is fine. Like uh, an example, um, when I did the first will of life that morning, I remember telling people, oh my God, I'm so fantastic. Everything is great, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, six hours later, I was doing the wheel of life and realizing only my work was fantastic. But, you know, my social life, I just lost a bunch of like close friends that moved. Um, my health was not that good. Um, I was far from my family. 
I had um, I had stopped surfing, so I was not like um, that active. And so I realized that, wow, you know, why do I keep saying that I'm fantastic when actually only my work is doing well? So that's my first, first recommendation because sometimes life could be better than you think and you're just realize you're a big complainer <laughs> or you're actually not that fantastic and you should not like keep saying that to yourself, kind of a, you know, that kind of lie and you can actually address the situation. So that's my number one. Do you want me to, to keep going? <laughs> it's up to you. It's your show. Ah, my show. Oh my God, it's my show. Okay. So yeah. So the number two is to always only pick one subject. So my trick is to, to imagine that you have an arrow and you, you can only shoot one arrow. You can never like pick five, three, or even two subjects to change at once. So if it's my shape or if it's my love life or if it's, you know, uh, so in my, in the case that the, the example I gave earlier, when I said, um, okay, I wake up one morning thinking, oh my God, my life sucks. It's because I don't have a boyfriend or something, or it's because I took, um, I have 20 pounds like overweight. So maybe you wake up because that's what's bothering you. But if I ask you the question, if you have only one thing to, that you can change, you go deeper and you actually ask yourself the real question. It's like, okay, if someone has like a magic wand and I can only change one thing, what is it? And sometimes we'll be like a, a little deeper. You'll be like, well, I think I would, I, I think it's time for me to be like closer to my family. I mean, the real, the real issue is that I feel very far away example, or it would be, I think it's my health. Like the reason I'm overweight, it's not because I'm actually overweight. It's because I'm not healthy. I'm sick. And that's why I don't exercise. So, you know, when you only pick one subject, usually you get closer to more of a truth. Okay. And the third thing that I suggest to do is to always ask yourself, what, how do you want to feel? So it's good to want to change something, but you always, always need to have in mind how I want to feel. So if it's love, well, I don't want to say I want a boyfriend and this is why I'm, you know, this is not powerful at all, you know? So, but if it's like, oh, I want to like, uh, I'm ima like, I'm already feeling this, like uh, this affection. I'm, I'm already picturing myself like watching a movie all like cuddling with my with my partner and uh, we laugh and we can talk about our day and we're having a good time and we're making this nice dinner and so you know you really have to find the emotion and also the feeling of what you want instead of being you know at home miserable example single okay or same thing with like if it's to lose weight well, you have to imagine yourself like wearing your best jeans and how good you feel. And it's like, you need to be able to feel. And my trick is like, imagine that you're like exiting, you go outside and on the balcony, I don't know if you have a balcony where you live, but you know, I do. So you go outside on the balcony and you have to scream to the, the town, like how you want to feel, you know, usually you're not going to say, I want something negative. 
you know, so usually you'll scream something very positive, like, I want to feel like amazing in my jeans, you know? So this is usually the test if you have a good goal, you know, a positive goal. So yeah, definitely, you know, this goes uh, without saying that one thing to avoid. The first thing is to never take two goals at once because you're just not going to get any results. Okay. Um, you know, it's like if you think that you're going to, you know, start by one thing. Because the minute you, you gain the result, you're going to gain trust. You're going to love yourself for having the result. It, you're going to have the, I call it the ripple effect. So it's going to go to the other area of your life. It's going to be easier after that. Okay, come on. If you go fast and you get some results, maybe in three months, you already lost that 10 pounds. Next. Now go hit the, you know, if it's like a boyfriend you want, well, now go hit the, I don't know, the, the, whatever your strategy is to find. Okay, but just pick one goal, find the result, feel good about it. You know, you're empowered by that result, that, you know, the good action. And more you crank the, the reason why, like if you always, and the second thing is like, the thing you need to avoid is to, always avoid having some negative goals this is the worst the worst and people do this all the time it's like i go to the gym because i feel fat and i'm ugly or i you know i it's like come on it's like your brain will be like oh my god my poor little thing you feel fat you know okay well let's go eat some ice cream you'll feel better you know it's like it's it's the worst thing you can do you know it's like you never have a negative goal because your brain will do everything to make you feel better but doing the worst, worst action. And it will want to do the, what we call the self-gratification. So always have a positive goal. And by doing the positive goal, you actually use, you, you start to realize that you're so powerful. And what you send, you know, the, the feel-good message is actually triggered by you. And your brain will be like, oh my God, okay. And you start giving you ideas to, to really create this. So you actually start using all parts of you in your result, you know? And this is the most important. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the most important is to have the positive goal. Yeah, absolutely. I always, uh, I always say personal trainers always uh, see the potential in their clients even when they don't see it themselves. Yeah, this is very important. And you, John, do you use like mindset or different kind of mantra? What, what do you do for that aspect? I'm very curious. For me personally or for my clients? Both, yeah. Um, for me personally, it's just focus. Okay. I just focus on my task and make sure I get it done. And then it's the next task and the next task. And at the okay. end of it, I have like a little bit of a reward for myself. Like I was supposed to go to Machu Picchu and Puma Punku and like Bullet Columbia, Bolivia, Peru, but that didn't happen because COVID had other things in mind. Okay. So I just readjusted. So I'm really good at just readjusting my, my stuff. But for my clients, it's just positive reinforcement. Okay, I, so you don't necessarily uh, ask them what could be a positive goal for them, maybe, or what do they picture, like what do they want to achieve on a positive note kind of thing? Or? I get that off the first 
interview with them. Okay. So I can write down their goals and say, okay, this is what we're working towards. And then it's just positive reinforcement after, 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 after. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. I use this a lot in my practice as well. Like if someone comes with a lot, like usually a lot of problem, I always ask, okay, now I know, you know, it's all on the paper because there's like some kind of a bunch of question, you know, that people need to fill up the form before they, they, they come to see me. But afterwards I ask, pick one thing. If I got the magic, what do you want? Pick one thing. And it's fantastic to hear. Mm-hmm. It's, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had one guy before this COVID, he wanted to uh, walk without a cane again. And he was in his thirties. Oh, wow. So we had got him walking without, without a cane, COVID hits and now he's back on the cane. Oh, I have a lot of work to do. (laughs) Oh my God. Why? Because he couldn't go to back to the gym because it was closed. No, no, No? it has nothing to do with the gym. It has nothing to do with the gym. It has all to do with his mindset because he has associated the gym with a positive reinforcement with himself. Okay. That when the gym closed, that positive reinforcement is gone so that he fell back physically at a physiological state back to where he was because his brain told him to do it. I got it. Wow. That's, that's a very good example. It's like people forget they're powerful. And if the power is not like a harness, you know? Yeah. 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 It can definitely play some games. Of course, of course. (laughs) Yeah. So I've remembered you saying in the past that you now look at your life as a series of experiences. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, um, of course, you know, since I came back from the dying experience, um, it was very clear to me that I was um, a spirit living in a body, (laughs) you know, and um, I was here to experience um, a bunch of things. Okay. And I believe that everybody comes with a challenge, sometimes more than one, but there's definitely one big soul challenge that we have to overcome. Sometimes it's uh, linked to uh, someone very close to us. Sometimes it's linked to a parent. Um, Sometimes, you know, we were raised to think or do a certain things, but our heart would like to do something else. But it's very, very difficult to come and example to face our family and just say, hey, you know, I'm more about this than that. Or, you know, to actually, for a lot of people, just being authentic and being true to the to themselves is a huge challenge you know it's a lifetime uh, journey so yeah it became uh, for me it became fun but very clear that my life was just this just a series of events to um, to become authentic and to to keep trying at achieving like uh the best state of joy really you know and and sometime uh i might try and and i'll learn something there it might not be the exact end of you know 
it's an experience you know i'll gain something it's like maybe i'll gain a contrast maybe i'll gain some points maybe i'll learn something and maybe it will last for a while and maybe it will be very short experience maybe it will be a longer one i mean um i don't necessarily see life as uh succeed and then and failure i see that we have to learn and i think a lot of people uh get stuck in the fear because they, they don't want to try anything because they, they're afraid of failing. And for me, I removed this from my vocabulary so I can try. It doesn't matter. It's just an experience anyway. You know. <laughs> That's a very strong words right there. I know exactly what you're talking about because I also see my life like that as well. So many yeah. times like I've been up high and then down low and then nothing and then i had everything and then nothing like it's I, I know exactly what you mean by when you have to see your life as a series of events rather than uh, uh a timeline which goes from 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 start to finish it goes from from start to finish to start to finish to start to finish and along the way you learn something new Yes. And I think when your mindset is like, okay, what am I getting from this experience? You're always like in a pot, like you, you also train your brain to be very positive and to actually have a lot of humility and say, wow, I realized that I'm really not that good at this, but I keep on trying. And, and, you know, so you can sometimes even make fun at yourself because there's no, no, uh, attachment to a certain result but you can be more of an observer and you can actually you know to have more humility and you're more truth and say well you know I'm better at this than that and it's like wow I've been trying for like three times this experience and I still don't get it you know and it's actually become funny and people like you for it because when you're that kind of person that can just speak it you know you you can speak your vulner vulnerability mm -hmm. it's um it's fun i mean it's it's relaxed and it's more truth and yeah yeah so with the increase in people suffering from depression from a lockdown mm -hmm. what's the one thing that you would say to them to keep their hopes up Well, I think the lockdown can be very challenging, okay, for um, if you do not uh, see uh, life as an experience, you know. Uh, for me, it was time to actually, um, time to feel. I had more time to feel. I had more time to maybe address and find like some truth within me. Uh, maybe refocus, uh, re um readdress maybe some of my goals uh so yeah i think covid can be a very good uh, time to to and to find what the heart has to say because i think a lot of people miss doing that they just keep on doing like the same and the same and the same and never ask themselves if they actually like it. And some people, they never had more than like two weeks vacation or, you know, some people are more lucky, but they have like maybe a month, but still 
that usually the vacation is planned, <laughs> solid. You maybe have a bit of time to relax, but you're relaxing with the martini or with like a drink or something. So you're never really feeling the truth about yourself. So I think, um, I think the people could the, the people that were the most happy with the COVID are the people that were um, that did a little bit of inner work, or actually start doing some activities that they never tried. So it doesn't really have to be inner work. It could also be like maybe become something that you know they maybe take this time to become creative or to do something that you, you know, play music, start writing, um, doing something that's maybe more joyful, you know, because there's a lot of, there's, you gain lots of points when you're in the joy, definitely, as far as life and universe. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't count for the universe, like what, when they say, are you going to win your, your, you know, I don't, can I know if, can you say this in English? We say this in French, you need to win your sky, you know, and people say, am I going to win my, my sky? And winning your sky is definitely, uh, the points are more in the joy that you, that you feel than the money that you make. So true. Yeah. Where do you see sacred by nature in the next five years? Oh, exciting. Um, yes, I'm definitely uh, in the process of moving in the country. Um, I want to have um, a practice at home. Uh, definitely taking two months um, to create every summer where people can actually come and meet me. And I do some like more like arts and crafts and so it's, it's more like to an invitation to have like more open conversation and um, kind of rejoice and garden and, you know, have like organic, uh, a big organic garden. Uh, but during the, the year, I work, um, I work quite a bit from September till, um, till June at helping people finding freedom, but within themselves now. It's more about like... Um, freeing some of the emotion that are blocking the fluidity of the energy. So by that, I mean like a lot of people have experienced some dramatic events and I help um, not only making peace with the events, but also kind of uh, make sure that the, 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 the regulation, I think we call it like the, it's called, it's called like down regulated. So it's really a, a lot of protocols, you know, to treat trauma, to help, you know, reestablish like a good flow of, uh, of energy when like some kind of big events happen. Sometimes it could be as, um, as simple as, um, we call it the, 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 the technique, the liberation technique is liberate one person from another. Some people, they cannot move on from their life because of one person, particularly it could be an ex-husband. It could be an ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, a mom or a dad. Sometimes we get very entangled uh, with another person and we cannot move or breathe even so this is very much what I do. I love my work. So I just imagine in five years um, being more structured, 
and probably having a, a place where some people can stay close by. That's so maybe I have a little cottage that I rent for my clients. That's, that's good. And Quebec has very nice places up north. Yes, oh, north and south. And oh, I forgot the best. I want a baby cow. <laughs> <laughs> and chicken. <laughs> Yeah. How about you personally? Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh my God, five years is so long. So I feel so far away from me five years. I would be like, nah, next year, two years. Uh, in five years, uh, I'll definitely, I, I want to adopt a child. So I definitely see myself as a mom um, through adoption. Um, I see myself... Um, happy uh that's not gonna be very difficult because i'm already happy <laughs> uh i think i will be in five years that's it seems so far away for me five years five years um i think i'm gonna have something that i didn't have the last few years but it's like a well it's not true i had stability but i was in mexico and i just just moved here and i see myself really happy established in uh, lm outside of the city and i see that i created a lot of like a very good relationship with like uh, some new friends and i see myself having some nice like um dinners and like creating a stability where my friends they know they can they, they can find me there because i've traveled quite a bit and i was very um always gone you know i would would come and go when i i i create a lot of instability around me and i'm done doing that so i want to i think five in five years i'm gonna be the queen of stability <laughs> This is definitely a new experience for me. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that. Even, you know, the, even in the little, littlest, I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> yeah. What's the one thing that you do on a daily basis that amplifies your success? Oh, this is my favorite thing. Yes. Um, I deal with my life. I always say I deal with everything before midnight. This is my rule, my golden rule. So I scan my body and I always um, uh, ask myself, okay, how do I feel? Do I feel good? Um, oh, there's a little something. I didn't like what the person told me. And okay, is there something I can do about it? Can I do it now? If I cannot do it now, I, I already picked, I, I find a solution. I'm not going to sleep with not knowing what I'm going to do about it. So if I can do it right away, I do it. And if not, I'm going to write, okay, um, this is what I'm going to say. Or sometimes I just go write the message, but maybe I'll wait in the morning to press send or something like that. But 90% of the time, I actually take action before midnight. So I sleep like a baby and uh, always wake up. Uh, I, I don't have a hard time sleeping. Okay, you kind of just answered a couple questions. In That's okay. That's all good. <laughs> What? The one question was, what keeps you up at night? Ah, 
time what keeps me up at but night. You just nothing. It. Maybe my cat. No, not even. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that keeps me up at night, but maybe maybe one day a child crying. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. If you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself at 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? Oh, say that again. I'm calling myself in 20 so years. If you could pick up the phone right now yeah. and call yourself when you were 20 years old, oh, what would you tell yourself? Oh, my God. Oh my God, 20 years old. At 20 years old, I was not even moved to Colorado. At 20 years old, that's before like breaking my back. I think the only thing I would tell myself, because I love my life, I mean, with, with it all, I don't know if I wanna change it, but I would tell myself, Kat, you need, you need to ask for more hugs. You need a hug, but you don't know it. <laughs> I think I would say that. I always said I was one hug away from happiness. <laughs> I think I would have probably tell myself, like, girl, you need more affection like allow it to yourself because I was, um, I was very driven, but sometime I would maybe not let the affection come my way. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts? Well, I think I would also, um, would like now to tell my old self, oh, final thoughts. I thought oh, the you final. Could, you, could, you, could, you could go back. We could go back and you could tell yeah. yourself for something else. Go ahead. Well, I think I would like to tell my 20-year-old self that the reason my father was so um, uh, demanding on me is because I was just like him. And uh, probably to probably try to... to, to um, I loved him dearly. I mean, you know, but now that you just passed away, you know, so <laughs> I would like, I would like to realize sooner that I was just like, is, I was just so much like him that um, maybe to not, not be gone so much, <laughs> you know, running around the world, like, you know, chasing snow and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he knows it wherever he is. Oh, I know he not. Now today he's my Buddha and he's laughing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Final thought is that I mean, I would like to encourage people to um to really um focus on finding joy because it's definitely a high vibration. And sometimes we think about so many other things, but joy is not definitely like what we focus on. Cool. And yeah. where can people find you? Oh, me. Mm -hmm. It's easy. It's cat at sacredbynature.com. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, cat, 
I am really grateful that, for the work that you do. I know you, yeah. I know you reach out so many people and your, your, your story is just so inspiring and eye-opening for so many people out there. Uh, I know you're going to be doing great things. So thank you so much for being on my show. I really, really, really am grateful for you be, taking the time out and, uh, and being on here. Hey, man. Thank you so much, John. That was a pleasure. And sorry, it became very dark. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you still see me. Yeah. Yes, yes. And to everyone listening, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world. <laughs>